Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects. But there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone, and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next, because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects, and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Tonight, the anger and anguish in Kansas City. It feels like a bad dream. Our interview with the family of the popular radio host killed at the Chiefs' Super Bowl parade. Plus the new details as police ask for the public's help. And we learn that half of the gunshot victims are under the age of 16. They took away his mother, his best friend. She did everything for them. The CBS Evening News starts now. Good evening, I'm Nora O'Donnell, and thank you for being here. We are learning new details about what led to that mass shooting that turned the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade from celebration to carnage. Police say it was not terrorism, but an argument between several people that resulted in an outburst of gunfire. The two people taken into custody are teenagers. Criminal charges are expected tomorrow. One person was killed and 22 others injured, and two of them remain in critical condition. We're also learning the identity of the woman who died on the scene, 43-year-old Lisa Lopez Galvan. She was a mother of two and a popular radio DJ. Her family describes her as a big fan of the Chiefs. She was there celebrating the team's title with her husband and adult son. Police are also want to speak with people who were in the area about what they saw, and they're asking to see any cell phone video from the rally. CBS's Charlie DeMar reports from Kansas City. As investigators now process a massive crime scene, the people of Kansas City are trying to process how a family-friendly Super Bowl celebration destroyed so many lives in an instant. Lisa Lopez Galvan, local radio personality, was there with several family members. Her son was shot. She was killed. There's an initial shock. And uh, it feels like a bad dream. We spoke today with her sister and brother. Can you walk me through sort of the totality of how this impacts your family? Our faith is is what has helped us from the moment we knew. She brought us all together immediately. So how are we going to get through this? It's together. 
The shooting victims include nine children, the youngest just eight years old. We all train for this. We're all prepared to take care of these children, but it doesn't negate the fact that it's still not normal for people to see many, many people wounded by gunshots. Police are tight-lipped about the two suspects still in custody. Video shows one person with a gun being tackled by a group, including Trey Filter. The entire time we were holding him down, people are yelling, he's got a gun, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. When he was tackled, the gun fell. That weapon appears to be a large semi-automatic rifle. This type of shooting, now all too common. 60% of mass shootings occur in everyday places, churches, theaters, grocery stores, or at celebrations. Left behind images of yet another community struggling to heal. You hear about this nationally, often sadly, and no, we did not expect the day to end like this. This shooting has some communities and families questioning whether attending outdoor public gatherings are safe. Here at the Super Bowl parade, there were about 800 police officers for a million spectators. The mayor here in Kansas City vowing to move forward, including hosting next month's St. Patrick's Day parade. Nora? People should be able to celebrate. Charlie DeMar, thank you. Now to a court hearing in Atlanta that could threaten the future of Georgia's election interference case against former President Donald Trump. Fulton District Attorney Fonnie Willis, the prosecutor overseeing the case, fiercely denied that a personal romance with the colleague presented a conflict of interest. CBS's Nicole Killian reports on the salacious and dramatic details. It, it, it is a lot. It is a lot. In an intense hearing. Don't be cute with me and then think that you're not going to get an answer. The tables were turned on Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, who took the stand for the first time in the same courtroom where she typically prosecutes defendants. So I would ask you to not yell at me. With several of the co-defendants in the 2020 election interference case looking on and former President Trump weighing in on social media, Willis defended her personal relationship with Nathan Wade, a special prosecutor on her team. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. The hearing was prompted by a complaint from co-defendant Michael Roman. A former Trump official, his attorneys, plus another representing Trump, want Willis removed from the case because they say the relationship shows a financial conflict of interest. Willis denied being in a relationship with Wade before he was hired to join the team investigating Trump in November 2021. And it's highly offensive when they try to implicate that you slept with somebody the first day you met with them. And I take exception to it. But a former friend and colleague of Willis contradicted that account under questioning. Um, You have no doubt that their romantic relationship was in effect from 2019 until the last time you spoke with her. No doubt. The attorneys allege Willis personally benefited from her involvement with Wade and was paid more than $650,000 by Willis's office as the pair took lavish trips to California, Florida, and the Caribbean. Willis insisted she reimbursed Wade for the trips. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. Willis is expected to testify again Friday if a judge determines that there was a conflict or any wrongdoing. Willis and Wade could be disqualified from the 2020 election case or it could be moved to another jurisdiction, which could further delay the proceedings. Nora. 
Nicole Killian with all the details. Thank you. A date is now set for the first criminal trial of a former U.S. president. Just over a month from today, on March 25th, Donald Trump will be in a courtroom. And this case is related to the hush money payments made to porn star Stormy Daniels. CBS's chief election and campaign correspondent Robert Costa joins me now. All right. A lot about Trump and the courts, but let's start with this one. It's going to happen in the middle of the campaign. What impact will it have? Nora, good evening. It could have a significant impact because former President Trump will be expected to be here at this courthouse every day for his criminal trial, which is expected to last about six weeks. That'll come just as he's likely going to want to ramp up his general election battle against President Joe Biden. For Republicans nationwide, this is a complicating political factor, and some of them tell me behind the scenes they're worried that Trump's going to be answering questions about hush money payments to a porn star, and they now face the possibility of a felon being atop the GOP ticket later this year. Still, Trump sources tell me that Trump supporters will rally behind him and they can cast the prosecutors as illegitimate in the eyes of at least Republicans. Nora. Just heating up. Robert Costa, thank you so much. Space may soon become the next battlefield, and concerns about that new type of warfare is on the rise, with the U.S. government revealing it has intelligence that Russia is developing a nuclear weapon to target U.S. satellites. CBS's Zed O'Keefe has more from the White House. The White House confirms Russia is developing a way to destroy U.S. satellites circling the Earth. Though Russia's pursuit of this particular capability is troubling, there is no immediate threat to anyone's safety. We are not talking about a weapon that can be used to attack human beings or cause physical destruction here on Earth. Is it a nuclear weapon, a nuclear-powered weapon, or a nuclear-capable weapon? I'm not going to be able to go into any more detail. But National Security Spokesman John Kirby said what Russia is doing would violate a 1967 treaty banning the deployment of nuclear weapons beyond the atmosphere. The weaponization of space is a favorite Hollywood plotline. We're concerned. The Soviets might be trying to introduce a new weapon. But Samantha Vinograd, a former assistant secretary for counterterrorism, says we're not there yet. It is more likely that Russia is involved in research and development to get to a certain capability. Russia demonstrating that kind of capability would put it ahead in terms of global arms race. Biden administration officials briefed top House lawmakers behind closed doors today about the emerging threat. They were going to uh, remain in close contact with leaders of Congress uh, on the issue, and it will be dealt with. It was Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner who first revealed it. We all came away with a very strong impression that the administration is taking this very seriously and that the administration has a plan in place. But at least one Republican congressman is calling for an investigation into why Chairman Turner first revealed the Russian threat, saying he showed, quote, reckless disregard by doing so. The White House said it didn't want the information initially released this way and promises to keep the public informed. Nora. Really interesting. Ed O'Keefe from the White House. Thank you. There's also some breaking news tonight in the special counsel case into Hunter Biden. An FBI informant was arrested today and charged with lying about alleged ties between President Biden, his son and a Ukrainian energy company. The informant told FBI agents that in June of 2020, that executives with the Ukrainian energy company Burisma paid the Bidens five million dollars each in 2015 and 2016. Well, federal prosecutors now say that was a lie. Republicans tried to use the claims as evidence in a bribery investigation into President Biden and his family. 
Israeli forces raided a hospital in southern Gaza today, saying Hamas held hostages there and that their remains could still be inside. The director of the hospital, Inkan Yunus, calls the assault catastrophic. We get details from CBS's Holly Williams in Israel. Israeli special forces stormed Nasser Hospital today, calling the operation precise. Israel claims Hamas held hostages at the hospital complex and says it found grenades and mortar shells during the raid. Hamas denies using hospitals for military purposes. This man says two patients were killed in the attack, though we cannot confirm that. Israel's also pressing ahead with plans to launch a ground assault in Rafah, where around one and a half million Palestinians are sheltering. Israel says it'll allow civilians to leave the battle zone, but the United Nations has warned an offensive could lead to a slaughter. Mohammed and Alia Elbasuni stayed in Gaza City during four months of bombardment, despite an Israeli order to evacuate. They stayed put, they told us, because they were too elderly to leave on foot like thousands of others. Their son, Loe, is a U.S. citizen who lives in Los Angeles and helped design a robotic helicopter for NASA used on Mars. My dad had heart condition. You know, there was nobody to help him. He's like, he couldn't breathe. You know, my mom thought he was dying. He was finally able to get them out of Gaza last week, though on the first attempt, they say, their convoy of ambulances came under fire. Were there many times when your mom and dad thought they wouldn't survive? Every minute. Israel says it apprehended dozens of suspects in the hospital area, Nora, and it accuses some of them of taking part in the October 7th attack. Holly Williams in Israel, thank you. The U.S. military just revealed it intercepted 200 packages containing ballistic missile parts, drones, and explosives. U.S. Central Command says the lethal aid was on its way from Iran to a militia in Yemen known as the Houthis. For this Sunday, 60 Minutes, we go inside the U.S. Navy's battle to protect global commerce and its own ships from Houthi attacks as the first journalist to visit the Red Sea since the crisis began. Could the Houthis do this without Iranian support? No. For a decade, the Iranians have been supplying the Houthis. They've been resupplying them. They're resupplying them as we sit here right now uh, at sea. We know this is happening. They're advising them and they're providing targeting information. This is crystal clear. Are there members of Iran's elite Revolutionary Guard Corps that are actually on the ground in Yemen providing intelligence and targeting? The Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps is inside Yemen, and they are serving side by side uh, with the Houthis, advising them and providing targeted information. That is some news. And we are also just learning tonight that the U.S. conducted a cyber attack against an Iranian spy ship in the Red Sea that has been providing intelligence for the Houthis. Well, you can see our full report from the Red Sea this Sunday on 60 Minutes. The new mayor of Miami Beach is laying down the law ahead of spring break. We've got the new restrictions. That's next. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors 
that will keep you on the edge of your seat, like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. It's almost that time of the year for the annual tradition of spring break. But this year, one popular Florida destination is hoping to cut down on the rowdy crowds. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports why the new rules are not without controversy. Miami Beach is hoping to leave the shootings and unruly crowds of previous spring breaks in the past. It'll be difficult to get here into our city. And once you get here, the expectation is you play by rules. Newly elected Mayor Stephen Miner cites two deaths last year. It's not just bad for our businesses, it's bad for our residents, it's bad for our tourists. I have a responsibility as mayor to keep everyone safe. Over the month of March last year, there were nearly 500 arrests and more than 100 firearms seized. This year, the city's new rules for its busiest March weekends include raising some parking prices to $100, adding security checkpoints and bag checks at some beach entrances, and closing liquor stores at 8 p.m. The thing is, like, completely unfair. Marcelo Avalos of Gulf Liquor says the new rules unfairly target business owners. He goes, okay, you're going to close all the liquor stores, you're going to shut it down earlier, but it's going to be in a way that you can continue buy alcohol. For other sources. But some residents welcome the change. This is our town, this is our front yard. Uh, anything we can do to make crime less, to get the guns off our street, the drugs off our street, that's a good thing. The Miami Beach Police Force has about 400 officers, but thousands of visitors came for spring break last year. This year, there will be more county and state officers on these streets, too. Nora? They are getting ready. Many Bajorcas, thank you. Mass shooting survivors are speaking out on gun reform. That's our in-depth report next. The tragedy in Kansas City has reignited the discussion about gun control in America. Survivors of some of the most high-profile mass shootings in recent years are calling for a new federal assault weapons ban after the first one expired 20 years ago. CBS's Nicole Skanga has our in-depth report. The rapid firing of bullets from a high-powered weapon. Michael Anderson was pouring a drink at Club Q when shots rang out. That's a sound you'll never get out of your head. The only surviving bartender from that Colorado Springs mass shooting. How many surgeries have you had? You know, I should probably count over a dozen. Natalie Grummet was shot in the face during the Las Vegas massacre, shattering her jawbone. I wake up in pain and I go to bed in pain and uh, emotional recovery is just as challenging. 
Melissa Alexander is a gun owner and Republican. I want to be a voice for that group of people that sometimes I don't think you hear from. She's also the mother of a nine-year-old survivor of last year's Nashville school shooting. The more these types of tragedies happen, the more people will be activated. There's going to be an inflection point. Like, we can't go on like this as a society. You know, that inflection point for me is not going to bring my mother back. Gurnell Whitfield Jr.'s 86-year-old mother, Ruth Whitfield, was murdered in the racially motivated shooting at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. This is unconscionable. Michael Bennett, nice to see you. Now, fed up with gridlock, they're meeting with lawmakers to rally support for the Go Safe Act. Guns are fine, but there's a responsibility here. The legislation, sponsored by Senator Martin Heinrich, effectively bans some semi-automatic firearms and large-capacity magazines. I really wanted to get at the mechanisms, the specific mechanisms that make some of these weapons so dangerous. The weapons behind nine of the ten deadliest shootings since 2016. It's backed by survivors and March 4th, a nonpartisan organization with a single mission of reinstating the ban. Between 2015 and 2022, mass shootings carried out with assault weapons left an average of nearly six times as many people shot. You have to start somewhere. It starts here. It starts with us. It's a step, yeah. D.C. should take notes because we're all very different from different parts of this country, Mm -hmm. but we're here united on this. Absolutely. And eventually we will get the change we need and deserve. United in their mission to prevent future tragedies. Nicole Skanga, CBS News, Washington. Our new series, Heart of America, is next with college basketball sensation, Caitlin Clark. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally tonight, our new series, Heart of America. This is when we highlight the women, men, and moments that inspire and provide hope from every corner of the country. Tonight, we celebrate college basketball basketball superstar Caitlin Clark. The Iowa point guard is less than 10 points shy of breaking the NCAA women's all-time scoring record as her Hawkeyes take on the Michigan Wolverines tonight. Clark is already the first player in NCAA history, women's or men's, with more than 3,000 points and 1,000 assists. But it's her impact off the court that matters most. She is changing the face of women's sports by selling out stadiums and inspiring young girls and young boys who swarm her for autographs and photos and dream of being just like her. The incredible Caitlin Clark, tonight's Heart of America. 
And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.